I'm Sean Delaney, and you're listening to What Got You There. What Got You There is a must-follow for entrepreneurs, creatives, high achievers, and change makers. Each week, I sit down with some of the world's most influential people and focus on the journey behind their success. We uncover the strategy, tactics, and routines that help them get there. Now it's your journey, so it's time to learn what's going to get you there. What got you there with Sean Delaney? Uh, what got you there with Sean Delaney? What got you there with Shonda Laney? Uh, what got you there with got you, got you? Medicine today is is so uh, chemical substance driven. While you know, I do think that you know our body has just this enormous building system of healing ourselves. Don't get me wrong, medicine is super important, but it's like every extreme in life. Is, is medicine and healthcare is is not the only thing that you need to to do to stay healthy. Sergey Young is a longevity investor and visionary. His mission is to help one billion people extend their healthy lifespans by making longevity affordable and accessible for everyone. Sergey co-founded the $100 million Longevity Vision Fund in 2019, which is one of the first longevity-focused funds dedicated to Sergey's mission to identify, fund, and accelerate the most promising breakthroughs in life extension technology and to make them accessible and affordable for all. Prior to that, Sergey's investment experience spanned over 20 years and includes managing a $2 billion private equity fund and co-founding Peak State Ventures. He is also Longevity Venture Partner at Bold Capital Partners, a $250 million fund focusing on exponential technologies co-founded by Peter Diamandis. Get ready to explore the future of longevity on this episode with Sergey Young. Making change transpire. That's the mission behind the most amazing tasting protein bar brand taking the nutrition industry by storm. That brand, they're MCT Co. and they make the most delicious, keto-friendly, all-natural collagen protein bars. If you're obsessed with the quality of food going into your body like I am, then head out and pick up these amazing bars jammed with 10 grams of collagen protein. They only have two to three net carbs, no added sugar, and loaded with high-quality MCT oil for the healthy fats from coconuts. Whether you're busy running the kids around from activity to activity, a professional athlete, or just someone looking for a great-tasting convenience snack, do yourself a favor, head to mctco.com and use code WGYT for 20% off your order. So, Sergey Young, the man who's increasing overall lifespan for humans, welcome to What Got You There. Hi, Sean. This is, this is very exciting for me. I, you, you're at the intersection of a lot of the things that, that pique my interest. And before we dive into those, though, everyone always wants to know, how do you start your day? So, so you're going to live to be 200. I want to know, what are the things you're doing to, to increase your overall health and wellness each day? Okay. Well, that's, that's an interesting turn, obviously. Um, what I do... Um, I start 30 minutes early, so I have four kids, okay? So morning <laughs> is very important <laughs> with them, never boring. A lot of my friends, you know, I'm 48, right? So a lot of my friends, you know, when I meet them, I, oh, Sergey, you know, I'm having midlife crisis. And I'm like, what? You know, what midlife crisis, yeah. right? So you know, four <laughs> kids, never boring. So I start 30 minutes earlier, and part of this time is actually I dedicate to my family and kids. I, and I, when I start visualizing, you know, thinking about like the best in the future, mm-hmm. what 
came to me is like 90% of my thoughts is, is actually about my family, about mm. my kids, about my house. So it's huge realization that, you know, business, career, changing the world is important, but dedicated time to the family is great. So that's, that's the uh, sentimental part of it. The, the routine part of it is I love Magic Morning. And Magic Morning, I don't know if you heard about this book. I, I think it's actually a pretty old book, but you know, I haven't read it, so I, oh, I'd really? love hearing a little okay, info on so it. Okay, yeah. so, uh, so the way you do your uh, uh, morning magic is like you have you know, six pieces of activities, and you can dedicate you know, one minute to each activity or you know, 10 minutes to each activity. So the activities are, well, you do... I do one minute, right? So I'm like, you know, I'm trying to, you know, change the universe, be, you know, everywhere. So I do literally six minutes routine. So minute number one is you start with the silence. Yeah. So, you know, just reconnecting yourself, you know, thinking about the day. So that's great. Uh, minute number two, you do a bit of reading. So I have, you know, had, a, you know, I have plenty of, you know, small reading stuff, you know, like infographics, you know, even like a book, you know, hundred you know, ways to change your life and something like that. So the, this one minute of reading give you a lot of thoughts for the day, right? Mm -hmm. So then I'm visualizing, you know, success of, you know, everything I'm doing, of my family, you know, of uh, the people I'm. I'm helping them with, etc. So then it's one minute of affirmation, you know, which is basically, you know, everything gonna be good, you know, the day is great, you know, life is beautiful. So sometimes you just need to to have it like in your mind oh, you to retain to. the positive uh, yeah, attitude. Then one minute of, you know, physical activity. Don't ask me of what you can do within <laughs> 60 seconds for physical, you know, activity. Usually it's like a plank or, you know, you can jump, whatever you can do. And then it's um, one minute of, you know, meditation. Okay. That's it. This is what I do. I mean, it's actually eight to nine minutes, <laughs> but this is like super effective way to start your morning. So that's, and this is before we going into like the whole food and diet, you know, which is, you know, we can discuss for another, you know, eight hours. No. But that's the, this is my routine. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, see, what I love about this is, is a few things. First off, you're, you're starting with the most important things in your life. Yeah. So you mentioned family. And I mean, everyone being around, you can feel it, right? The, the energy, the enthusiasm, and you start each day with that mindset. I think yeah. that's so important. So many people can take away from that. So, so where does this overall passion and exuberance come for, for longevity? I mean, you want to change how long people live. Where did that develop? Um, well, where did I start? Um, I was like the the oldest kid in the family, right? So you, I mean, if you are like number one, you born with enormous sense of responsibility, yeah. right? So, and before I turned probably 43, which is like, you know, five years ago, um, I didn't have a passion in life. So my friends, they, they always like, you know, playing chess, collecting the, you know, post stamps, you know, going to the fishing, you know, dancing, partying, learning this, learning that. I never had that. Because I always had a, you know, obligation and enjoyment just, you know, go to work, make some money, support the family, you know, support my career, etc. And, and it's all changed five years ago. I went to the doctor and the question was like, Sergey, when was the last time you've done your uh, blood test? 
and I was frankly speaking, it was like five years <laughs> before that day, <laughs> which is basically unfair to my body and my health. And uh, so we started with that, and then the outcome was I have extremely high cholesterol level. Hmm. There, there's nothing surprising to have high cholesterol level, you know, everywhere in the world today. Yeah. So and so my question was like, what do I do? You take statins. This is the you know this is the type of the drug to reduce your cholesterol. And, and then I ask, is it one month thing, two month thing, or three month thing? And uh, the guy is like, well, Sergey, you don't get it. It's just for the rest for of like, your life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And my, my wife was um, pregnant with, uh, you know, our number three with uh, Polina. So her life, you know, didn't start yet. Yeah, she was, she was about to be born. And, you know, I felt that my life, you know, is just beginning to end. Yeah. So it's just really uh, shocking feeling. And I have my, you know, my first degree is chemical engineering. So it's, you know, quickly looking at the, you know, what, what are the components and what are the chemical substance that I'm about to use for the rest of my life. And I immediately realized, while this is important drug, this, you know, in the long run, it, it can have some, you know, long-term side effects on my body. So my second degree is, is economics and finance. So I quickly went to the reporting on this particular yeah. <laughs> pharmaceutical company and realized this is the second largest source of revenue for them, this particular drug. So I kind of thought, okay, I don't want to play this game. So my question was like, yeah, are there any alternatives? And the doctor said, uh, yes, uh, there's plenty of those. And so you need to change your lifestyle. You need to you know, do physical activity. You need to change your diet. And then you need to take supplements like omega-3. And I'm like, so, okay, what's next? And well, let's see it. This is, it was so simple. And I said, you know, we need to try it. Yeah. And so I've tried for you know, four or five months. I decreased my level of cholesterol by 25% using no drug, just lifestyle changes. Yeah. So I started to experiment you know, with my health and you know, making my body and my mind uh, more and more healthy. And apparently, you know, it's been the most popular topic for you know, many of my friends. And uh, it's been very rewarding you know, overall. Uh, I, and I've, uh, first time in my life I felt passion and I've changed so many lives around me from, you know, I've, yeah, I was personal advisor and one-on-one -on -one, you know, coach to at least five billionaires in this world, to my housekeeping lady, to uh, the you know, driver who works in our office, to you know, border force officers in UK on Monday morning in, in Heathrow. So I started just to share this knowledge, you know, how we can be healthy and happy without you know, necessarily you know, taking dangerous stuff inside our body in the form of food or a particular drug or physical inactivity. Hmm. So this is where the portion, you know, passion was born. And then I realized, because I'm an investor with you know, 20 years of experience, that you can actually support these emerging technologies to change the lives of the people. So, you know, that's, that's basically how I arrived to that. And then, uh, and I was, you know, thinking, okay, why don't I change life of, you know, people around me and then uh, 10,000 people around me, like a million people around me. And uh, until I met uh, Tony Robbins, I you know, met Peter Diamantes, good friend of mine. And Peter's like, you know, how many lives you want to change? And I'm like, uh, one million. 
Peter uh, is saying like, well, Sergey, your, your incremental effort to change one million life and one billion life, negligent, right? So just try for one billion. So this is my, you know, my mission today is changing one billion life, but it's, it's just amazing, you know, how rewarding this whole you know, thing is. So you got a number of calls like, well, Sergey, you know, thanks, you push me to do, you know, my, uh, my uh, comprehensive health checkup early stage cancer, 100% cured, mm. I'm alive because of you. After five calls like that, you on the hook Yeah, forever. you're going you're gonna to start doing things. So so it's funny you mentioned Peter Diamandis and just his bold thinking. Yeah. And instead of a million, no, 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 let's tackle a billion. Go for a billion. What I love, though, is is no real health experience prior. So then why did you even question the doctor? Like, you know what, statins for the rest of my life, this is not for me. Because so many people don't do that questioning. Yeah. What led you to that? Um, well, that's a good question. Uh, well, first of all, you know, I'm, I'm trying to critically rethink everything around me. So, you know, part of it is just you know mindset and and mentality, and part of it is just pretty objective realization that the the way we approach medicine today is not necessarily the best way or the way which works for centuries, for thousand years, for mm-hmm. humanity. So, medicine today is extremely reactive. Right. So you approach doctor when something when you feel the pain inside your body. This is actually stage four of, you know, your body signaling that something is going wrong. Medicine today is very symptomatic. Right. So you are treating, you know, headache, you know, pain here, inefficiency here. But you're not necessarily proactively improving your state of health Mm -hmm. just to avoid this this whole thing. Medicine today is is so uh, chemical substance driven while you know I do think that you know our body has just this enormous building system of healing ourselves don't get me wrong medicine is super important but it's like every extreme in life is is medicine and healthcare is is not the only thing that you need to to do to stay healthy so I think it's time to reinstate our responsibility for our own health and then use the rest of the world as like the best resources. You know, pharmaceuticals, healthcare providers, you know, big tech, you know, Apple, Amazon, Google is gonna be the largest healthcare companies on earth in 10 years time from now. There's, there's plenty of resources to stay healthy. Yeah, I definitely wanna talk about big tech and, and how they're disrupting, but that's such a great approach because the, the body, it's, it's unbelievable what we were designed oh, yeah. to do and what we're capable of. So there's so many things we can dive into, but let's just talk about that. How do you go from, you know what? I, I want to impact myself, and now I want to impact more people. What are next steps for you? How do you even start that five years ago? I mean, this is this is a huge thing you're taking on. Yeah. Um, well, it's always it, it's just a you know, very rocky road. Right? <laughs> it, it's it's a road with a lot of uh, obstacles and and disappointments. So, my first thought was, you know, I'm an investor with 20 years uh, of experience, mm-hmm. so it does not make sense to write off my previous experience. So, you know, I kind of, I was kind of thinking, I need to, to put together this small venture fund to support longevity technologies. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know what, the best way to learn in life is actually with putting your you know, skin in the game yeah. and you know, putting your money and money of your investors. So, you know, I set up this 100 million US dollars fund called Longevity Vision Fund. 
just to support technologies, right? Which you know, which has an opportunity to change billions of lives, mm -hmm. like you know, affordable ultrasound devices, use of artificial intelligence for um, drug development, or analyzing our MRI skies, early cancer diagnostic. This type of technologies that we we support through LVF, Longevity Vision Fund, um, and it's been an amazing journey because one thing when you just read newspaper, when one thing you were just trying to discover the crypto, you know, sorry, cryptocurrencies world through you know reading newspaper and internet. The other one, you know, if you bought a bit of Bitcoin and then you like you know in shock, you know, every time in positive or negative shock yeah. when it <laughs> when it goes volatile, right? So yeah, well, that's exactly what I did with the investment side of that. And Longevity Vision Fund, you know, has been such a great door opener. Because one thing, when you call someone up and say, look, I'm writing an article or I'm writing a book on that, and uh, why don't you show me your technologies? So what are the kind of break, you know, throughs that you guys doing in your lab? The other thing, when you're an investor with money and people you know, immediately look at this as a, as a um, uh, you know, good exchange of, you know, ideas, you know, information, opportunity to invest in, in exchange of, you know, our and my support and, you know, and including the funding that we can, we can do. So that's, that was not an easy part, but I, I think it was good just to decide to continue to build on my investment progression and we're just using the different like longevity technology lenses when I was doing venture and I'm you know doing venture capital uh, venture capital investments in in um, longevity um, field uh, hundred million fund is just really insignificant in in financial industry terms but we made the press immediately because we at some point of time we became like you know, top three or the largest longevity focused fund fund in the world. This is not to tell you how great we are. This is to tell you how you know fragile and immature this part of you know industry and investment fields are. So that was like you know, you know thing number one. Thing number two, I thought, okay, I have so much to share, and I need to reach out people, and um, I started to produce infographics, electronic books. I'm, I'm actually writing my first book called Growing Young. Uh, which is you know, my version of longevity for dummies. I obviously can use for dummies because of the you know, copyrights and uh, no one actually wants to call themselves dummy. Uh, I, you know, I consider myself dummy and uh, still in this area. So, you know, I started to, uh, to write my book. It's going to be published December this year or January next year, helping people to navigate in longevity field. Because uh, specifically recently, longevity became such a confusing topic so today you read, you know, Sean, you need to go, you know, outside of U.S. and 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 do your stem cells injection. Tomorrow you read that. I mean, it's it's you know, this therapy is not proven yet. Yeah. They might have side effect. So what do you do? Or today you read blueberries are great, you know, for our body. And then tomorrow you read the blueberries is actually you know have certain acids which erodes your you know stomach from inside. Just so many people go to default mo mode, yeah. saying like. I don't want to track this. If something super important happened, they will find me. Okay, so this is the idea behind this book. You know, I'm doing a lot of um, you know electronic public publications on that front. Actually, my biggest problem that you know I, the whole longevity thing for me is part of my mission. I'm doing this for free, and you know, 
every time I'm sharing this with you know publishing and media industry, they're not you know big supporters of me because well their economic model doesn't, doesn't necessarily work, work on <laughs> distributing content for free. But we'll sort it out, okay? So this this is my you know avenue number two to to you know, change the world and change life of the people, and um, to other things. I love uh, supporting, uh, you know, huge pro bono projects. You know, I'm a good friend with Peter and, you know, our friends in XPRIZE Foundation. Mm-hmm. I don't know how familiar you are with, with, with XPRIZE. Why don't concept. you give some background yeah, on so, Peter Diamandis and XPRIZE? So what you do is uh, XPRIZE Foundation is, you know, established in California. I think it started with Larry Page, you know, Eric Schmidt, you know, a lot of you know, genius, you know, wonderful men behind that. We X Prize um, competition is is pro bono competition among technologists to solve world biggest problems. Mm-hmm. So what you do, and and this is a real example, you go to Elon Musk, you ask him for fifteen million dollars, and we just finished this X Prize competition in May last year, and then you go to the world and say. The first team who's going to invent, you know, open source software like application mm-hmm. that you can put on old Android or you know uh, iPhone, give to kids in Africa, people in prison, and they will have an opportunity to learn English or Swahili, their, their native language, in 12 month time with zero adult support. So that's that's amazing, and we just done it. We finished in in May last year. We actually know the outcome of first X Prize. It's called today Virgin Galactic. So the and the first X Prize competition was around building the first private spaceship. So winning team, you know, get some money. Uh, Richard Branson bought rights for that. He developed it in the Virgin Galactic. So that's the X Prize. So what I'm doing in this field as an innovation board member of X Prize. You know, I went to Peter, a lot of great longevity minds around the world and say, we need to do competition among uh, treatments, interventions mm-hmm. to reverse our aging. Yeah. So it's going to be age reversal X Prize. We're currently in design stage of that. And I do hope we're going to launch end of this year, uh, early next year. And then um, final thing is I do a lot of uh, corporate longevity programs because it's it's so easy to create longevity-focused environment in organization because many of us spend a lot of hours in the office anyway. Yeah, most of the hours almost. Exactly. Yeah. And then corporations actually has you know, great hierarchy to implement the changes. So I'm working with the companies. The smallest company I've done was company with 33,000 people. That's the, the smallest? Yeah. <laughs> and the largest uh, I'm doing now you know, has 300,000 people in 20 plus countries. And I'm helping them to, cre- to, to uh, you know, make their offices and the way they treat people uh, much more longevity friendly. Uh, going through you know five different longevity buckets, and it's very simple changes, but they just change the whole dialogue, you know, the whole relationship between you know employers and and uh, employee. So that's I, I think it's just amazing, and it's so rewarding. And I every time they ask me like Sergey, what do you want? Can we like pay you? And I said, well, the only you know currency that counts for me is you know, how many lives we change in a positive way. So that's 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 what I do. So I want to know there, if there's someone watching this, maybe they only have five employees, ten employees, and they yeah. want to get some change going. Yeah. And the, what can they do? This is very interesting thing. So I'm part of UK Parliamentary Group on National Longevity Strategy, and I had a. Uh, um, 
person who is very close to to British royal family approached me after one of the events and said, well, Sergei, this is all great, but how does this relate to the structure of British economy where there's just a lot of mom and pop's businesses, mm -hmm. where it's just a lot of small and medium enterprises when, you know, people who employ three, five, you know, 10 people, uh, how we approach that. So that's, you know, he asked exactly the same question and I said, okay, this is great. So what we need to do, we're developing by autumn this year, we're developing, you know, free of charge toolkit uh, for the corporate longevity program for small and medium enterprises. And there's, there's so many changes, they, they cost nothing to implement. And uh, we're gonna roll it out for the first with English speaking world, and then we translate it to Chinese, Spanish, Russian, uh, etc. So this is what we do. And I'm, I'm also working on a separate program, Longevity for Women, because okay. women has, yeah, uh, they have, uh, uh, a little bit different, more responsible view on longevity. They they don't decide like you know we for our own. They they thinking about their kids, about their parents, about their reproductive health. So there's a much more diverse view on longevity that I got from women. So that's this is just it's been amazing experience to you know change my lenses and rediscover you know women world and you know view on longevity. And I'm also working on a book. Um, called uh, longevity principles for kids because there's so many things that we can instill in our kids from the beginning in terms of healthy living. So I, I don't want to lose this opportunity. Yeah, I, I've got a young son, so I'm always thinking oh, really? that. How old is he? 18 months, so oh, really young, but awesome. it's how can we impact that next generation? Yeah. And that's so important. And you, you talk about just the overall longevity goal of, of yeah. other people. What about for you? What are, what are your plans in, in terms of your lifespan? What, what are you trying to live to? What are you trying to do during that time? Okay. Good. Um, is it the question like, what do I do? Uh, and then, so then the audience can actually, you know, try to replicate this or give it a thought about, you know, how to live healthy today and what do I, what do we need to do tomorrow to live to like 100 healthy and happy year? Yeah, I, I want to know what people should be doing today. And then if, okay. if we're implementing those things today, what can we do in the future just to even continue that success? Okay, good. So, when you think about just one minute, how we should think about longevity, mm -hmm. right? And um, I've developed framework. It's a very simple f framework. We're gonna publish the article pretty soon on that called Three Horizons of Longevity. Mm -hmm. So every time you see the news on longevity or some suggestion, you can put it, put it in the three, one out of three horizons. And it's very simple to, um, to analyze all the kind of longevity information or kind of shocks uh, that we got into this. So horizon number one is exactly your question. What we should do today to live longer? Yeah. Well, let's say 200 healthy and happy year. Okay. We don't talk about lifespan. I, you know, I talk about health span, yeah. right? I want to add quality years to our life, you know, not no reason to live miserable, years yeah, fragile last three to five years of our life. So this is, I'm gonna come back to this in a minute, but you know, every time you say, you know, every time you hear, well, here's the diet, you know, here's the supplements, here's your physical activity, here's your meditation and kind of good sleep. This is your horizon one. We're gonna come back to that. This is the most interesting interesting part because you can, you know, start changing tomorrow, mm -hmm. here, even today. Uh, so that's one. Horizon number two is, you know, is about technologies that we invest in through Longevity Vision Fund. And these are technologies which would, you know, transform, fundamentally transform our ability to extend our healthy life. Okay. And I'm talking about, 
you know, gene editing and, and overall you know, uh, human engineering. I'm talking about stem cells. I'm talking about 3D bioprinting. Uh, just a lot of different stuff which is under development now. So don't try it now. Wait until it will be, you know, become you know, approved and accepted kind of therapy and then we can rely on that. So that's, that's Horizon 2. And then Horizon 3, and I'm talking about this with combination of excitement and fear is like really visionary futuristic thing when you know we can then switch to digital or robotic avatars when our brain gonna be connected with or supported by artificial uh, intelligence and then we can have you know all our body parts parts replaced etc so but this is don't worry this is in the next 20 30 50 years and I'm not sure uh, how this whole thing developed you know in in that time so let me come back to your question which is what what we can do today yeah so it's literally we're doing free of charge longevity academy which is series of you know five to seven five to ten minutes video covering of you know each of five longevity buckets but I want to this is actually you know my first time I can share it with the audience in this form and this is part of you know corporate longevity program that, that with we implementing uh, for free um, so Thing number one, so five of them. So thing number one is your annual check, you know, comprehensive annual health checkup. Okay. And when I have my 30 seconds on longevity, I'm pushing people to do that, only that. And, and the issue is that right after, you know, you turn 50 years, um, more than half of the deaths is, is because of cancer or because of heart disease. So what you need to do is to do like really early diagnostic. And we just invested in a company called Freenom. I mean, we are really small investors. They, they, they backed up by a lot of, you know, very interesting, huge investment firms. Um, so they do early cancer diagnostic. And when, when you look at their figures for five um, types of cancer, if you do really early diagnostic at stage one, your recovery chances is from 93 to 100%. Just from that early, from the yeah. early detection. Yeah, and then you know, think about cancer twenty years ago. You know, people were delaying the day when they actually knew do they have cancer or not because cancer was like kiss of death, yeah. and you felt so sorry about these people. And right now we're right in the middle of you know fighting the cancer, the, the anti-cancer revolution, right? We still, you know, have a long way to, to go, but there's so many amazing things you know, happening in this place. You know, last year, six out of 10 top U.S. drugs was in the cancer territory, was anti-cancer drug. Uh, back in 2008, it was only one anti-cancer drug, and then the rest was like things like Viagra, statins, yeah. and, and the rest of the things. So this is super important. We need to catch cancer, heart disease early on, do it you know, as comprehensive as possible, and you know, you're going to be fine. So that's, that's you know, step number one that we all need to do. Are you ready for step number two? Yeah, I, I, okay. I think so. Step number two, I call it passive longevity, which is... Uh, about bad habits. Um, well, obviously, smoking yeah. is just, it's been awful in terms of decreasing your stati statistical chances to live longer. So, smoking alone can easily deduct 10 to, you know, 15 years out from life of, you know, some of the people. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, I still didn't find the 100% guaranteed way to, you know, stop smoking, but 
environment regulators, uh, producers doing a lot to decrease this kind of overdependence and risk associated with smoking. So that's th this is the most important part within you know, bucket number two, which is you know uh, bad habit turning them into good habit. Even like using seat belts all the time, it's like plus two plus two years. And uh, you know, to your life statistically, it's right? almost like these simple fixes that that are there in place yeah. for us already. Yeah. We just have to take advantage yeah, of yeah. them. Yeah, And then it's all statistical, kind of statistically dangerous thing. It's like Peter Diamante said, "Don't die from you know anything stupid." Yeah. Like um, you know, it, it, if you look at statistics, it's it's more dangerous to do like to do you know it, we do sports like you know dedicated to parachutes delta plans you know it, sometimes even boxing you know can be dangerous again this is choice you know uh, this is individual choice i don't want to influence that but you just need to be aware that statistically it's going to be more dangerous to your body health and life than uh, you know m more um uh, relaxed way of you know making physical activity yeah. and and getting your adrenaline. So this is bucket number two, and uh, I don't talk about drugs because drugs is like is is a is, oh, think about our younger generation, right? There's not a lot you can do before you turn 21 to to damage your longevity perspective because like before 21 we have this uh you know uh, small thing called thymus here and it, it disappears somewhere around you know between you know 50 sorry 18 and 21 and it and it, this thing responsible for super level of immune you know immune immune barrier that you know younger generation have but you can damage this with smoking with drugs and when you're consuming a lot of sugar drinks and, and unhealthy food. So that's, that's, that's the only thing you can do, you know, to damage your health and longevity when, when, when you're young. But then, you know, obviously, you know, bad habits is a bucket number two and you need to kind of sort this out. So, so I'm un unfamiliar with that. So if you avoid some of those big things, like you said, smoking, by the time you're 18 to 21, you can kind of prevent a lot of those, those issues that when you're older, you, you couldn't get away with? Uh, yeah, so basically what you do is, um, is mother nature grows and supports and supports your growth uh, you know, until you turn 18, 21. Right? Okay. So you're almost like untouchable by a lot of problems. I mean, you can obviously break your neck if, you, you know, if you're you know, uh, going in a dangerous territory. But apart from that, you know, so we've been blessed by building mechanism, right? Thymus and, and a lot of different systems in our body to support our health. And, uh, and when we reach uh, our reproductive peak, which is probably anywhere between 20 and 45, remember I'm not medical doctor, right? So yeah. this is like very you know, popular and probably obvious um, you know, explanation of that. But uh, when we reach you know, our main reproductive period, so we are at our peak. The only way to damage this is like do really radically bad stuff mm. like you know drugs, um, tobacco smoking, and 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 having super and extremely unhealthy diet. So okay. this is what I think about this one. But um, you know after twenty twenty five, we all need to take care and just make sure we we don't do you know smoking and um, we obviously you know using our seat belts and yeah. we don't do dangerous stuff uh, in our life yeah o avoiding those those big risks what about bucket number 3 okay bucket number 3 is food okay food and diet and um, it's just amazing so when i started to experiment 
experiment with, you know, my health. I, and I'm not biohacker, right? You know, I'm obviously, you know, I know and respect Dave Esprit. He's, he, the guy is amazing. Yeah. He called himself is uh, guinea pig of this world, yeah. right? <laughs> and, but I mean, when you look at Dave, he, he looks amazing. He's yeah. probably like the, the healthiest person I, you know, I've ever seen in terms of his look, behavior, positive energy, etc. But, you know, obviously some of the things that, you know, um, you know, biohackers do. You know, do. You know, I. I do think I, I'm taking more you kind know, of cautious and and um, less risky approach to that. But then, when I started to experiment with my health, actually, food and diet and fasting, funny enough, is like the major change then behind uh, a lot of people who change their life and 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 treat their disease uh, and uh, became healthy. You know, happy as well. So. When when we talk about food, uh, and remember, you know, I'm doing this for, you know, I'm, I'm helping b- huge organizations to change it. Um, there are a few principles there. Uh, one is like you need to go really heavy on plant based, right? You don't need, you don't need to be religious about you know becoming a vegan or vegetarian. So yeah, I I do respect this belief. Some people actually ma- manage easier binary restriction so they don't do meat or they don't do meat and and fish and it's much easier for them to follow rather than guy like me kind of going right? back yeah, yeah yeah so you know i i actually respect that and but in the end of the day so going really heavy plant-based because if you see so i'm working with at least 50 different like famous academics around the world who works on longevity right and we invest in, you know in the companies like that we we help them they help us to for example like designing uh, age reversal x prize there's so many disagreements what on what actually makes us healthier and what brings longevity to our life with only one exception that reducing your calories intake it's almost like, you know, guaranteed to bring you extra two, five, seven years. So that's great. And but then the question is how you reduce your calories intake, right? Are you do you need to like, you know, hold your discipline seven days a week, which is very difficult. Yeah. So I've developed a few, you know, life hacks on that. One is if you do if you go like plant based calorie intensity of the plant-based food is so low. Yeah. Even if you like, you know, had three or four dishes. Volumes yeah, 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 yeah. Volumes is, <laughs> is great. There's not a lot of damage you can you know, do your to your body with a plant-based diet. And so, you know, just going with a lot of plant-based dishes is is automatically is like minus 15 to 20 percent of your calories intake and this is exactly what you need to live a little bit longer you know look fit you know healthier etc so that's that's number one and then number two i also I, you know i do fasting yeah uh you know i you know obviously fasting is not for everyone so you need to consult with your doctor with your practitioner in terms of how you experiment but even like um like mimicking fasting diets like you know 16 hours of break you know 80 oh sorry eight hours you know, all, say, you an, know 80, an 80 hour yeah, yeah. no I'm <laughs> 80 hour. yeah so like you know making a break like 16 hours a day and then you know consume your food within six or sorry eight or seven or six hours window you know can work as well this is the proxy of fasting as well the beauty of fasting so I you know I'm don't look at me as an example you know I fast 36 hours a week Monday evening to Wednesday morning you know I'm I'm in a beautiful state yeah, I do only like herbal tea and and water. Okay. And this is my way to decrease my calories intake by fifteen percent. Hmm. And then it's much easier because for the rest of the week, you know, I can you know basically you know eat 
whatever I want. You know, obviously I don't do a lot of fast food. I I don't do you know, sugar drinks. Uh, so you need to be, uh, you know, still you know follow some healthy rules within that. But it's just much easier for me to compress it in 36 hours fasting. And I do like two nights and one day. You know, when I'm sleeping during night, I'm not eating anyway. So that's that's what I do. But it, reducing the calorie intake, going heavily, you know, plant based. Consider, uh, you know, more you know, doing vegetarians day within your week is, is a good way to do it. Okay, so it sounds like you're, you're taking these simple principles, basically, certain people can just do 16 hour a day fast and, and then eat during the eight hour window, and then just up that that overall vegetable intake and then avoid some of those, those big disasters, some of those huge healthy fast food issues that are really gonna bother yeah. you, right? So it's kind of those big buckets you wanna yeah. focus on? Yeah. Okay, and then so what about, we're, we're moving on here, N- number okay, four. Okay, four, what? physical activity. Um, so for physical activity, you you know, what I do, I do two things. One, you need to walk at least, seven, sorry, 10,000 steps a day. Okay. Right? And we have plenty of variables uh, you know, this day. So I'm using Fitbit. You know, some other people use Apple Watch. Some, you know, people use you know, Samsung Watch, right? Yeah. So it's it's so easy to track your steps, right? So I'm always communicating, you know, guys do 10,000 10, steps a day. If you look at research, this is a small secret for the audience of the podcast. If you look <laughs> at the if you look at the studies, it's actually after six and a half or 7,000 steps a day, you go into plateau. So really? you, yeah, yeah. So you huh. increment. I mean, this is a Japanese study. By for some reason, I do respect the way Japanese do their academic studies. So, um, so it, between you know us, you know, you can do like seven thousand steps a day, and it's very good volume of your everyday you know physical activity. Because when you walk, you you recharge your and and you start moving with you you know all your lymph system you know your body starts to work and and right now we're using you know cars we're going to the offices you know it's so it's just very you know difficult to kind of keep moving so i love you know new york or la for the or london for that reason because i do a lot of walking and so i i obviously you know i try to target like ten thousand. so like even on a bad day i do like seven to eight thousand so i'm still in this healthy territory so this is what you need to do every day and then the other thing the problem with walking that your heart it never goes to cardio training territory okay and you need this remember my earlier point that you know you know, half of the reason, you know, people die after, you know, 50, after turning 50 is cancer and heart disease. So the way to prevent heart disease is to train your vessel system, your heart system in the cardio territory. You actually need to have heart, you know, heart heartbeat than you usually express when you walk. What, what is that territory? Yeah. So, you know, for me, it's anywhere between 130 and 150, you know, beats per minute. Okay. But uh, uh, I think, you know, I do remember that's in the Fitbit, in the first day you put there like an age there, like your weight and your, you know, uh, um, yeah. So some of your parameters and it's actually defines, you know, what's, what's your like appropriate uh, heartbeat. But you can easily see like, you know, in, in a lot of variables, there's like, you know, um, steady territory, uh, there's uh, for me it's 130 to 150 like um, cardio training territory and then more than 150 to 180 which is peak territory this is our experience when I do like you know 
uh, running like you know 10 kilometers or 20 kilometers so this is uh, uh, again not for everyone but I, I haven't seen a lot of downside of actually combining your daily walking with um, uh, you know dedicating somewhere around hour and a half like 90 minutes of the cardio work uh, within the week so okay. usually it's like you know three uh, trainings you know half an hour each or you can do like two 45 uh, you know minutes uh, each and that's uh, that works pretty well okay so so we have a really good grasp now I feel like in terms of the big things you need to be concentrating on and we're, we're not doctors here so obviously mm-hmm. the listeners need to do some of their own research yeah. but I think they have a good understanding I want to know though you're seeing you're you're at the cusp of what's happening next in longevity yeah. so what's exciting you the most right now we, okay. we were talking about phase two I want to know some of those companies okay. you're looking at finally about bucket number five which is peace of mind mind okay this is your meditation this is quality of your sleep and length of your sleep and act of kindness okay so you can see the people who share themselves with the world they they younger they they live longer and they you know pretty happy people so don't forget about you know needing to share something with the world you know in a good way you know do meditation or you know any other way to reduce your kind of response to stress and you know make sure you sleep well yeah i got a okay. little i got a little excited there and yeah, skip yeah, step yeah. number five yeah there. <laughs> okay so that's number five and then so what excites me the most um a few things one is uh, this whole thing with you know us understanding our dna is starting to amend our dna or use our dna to tailor particular medical treatment it's just amazing you know obviously it's going to be a long way and specifically on the moral and ethical standards before we allow to do genetic engineering yeah, for kind of babies or human beings. But there's so many disease like, you know, orphan disease or genetic disease that we can fix today with the technologies which is you know, under development, right? Huh. So we can make people HIV you know, resistant. Again, it needs to be regulatory, we, and we need to have society and regulatory approval for that. But like we're talking about 10, 20, 25 years from now. Uh, and you know, we will be able to help people that had, which were like really unlucky in genetic lottery. And, and through the whole history of humanity, we didn't have this ability. Hmm. So that's that's super amazing. That's excite me, and it's it's going to be transformational when we reach the point technologically, morally, ethically, regulatory, uh, etc. And this guy. So that's that's thing number one. Thing number two, which excite me, is is artificial intelligence. Hmm. It's just it's really amazing what um, doctor can do now with support of artificial intelligence. And this is my way to look at this. And um, we, we're so used to like, you know, to do extremes, like doctor, you know, against AI. And the way I look at this is, is you know, our doctors become becoming more efficient. They can treat more patients, help you know, many people if they support by AI. And well, if you wanna, talk about AI, we can use the recent coronavirus example to see how our response to coronavirus today is different because of AI uh, if you compare it to the similar you know, epidemic that we uh, had 10, 15 years from now. How, how is it different today? Uh, okay, so that's, um, 
coming back to your questions, excites me, uh, you know, gene therapy and gene editing. So, you know, AI and third is 3D bioprinting and, and uh, replaceable organs. But then, so let's come back to your question, you know, coronavirus, you know, how is different today in comparison to 10, 15 years ago? So AI did a lot of uh, interesting things today in terms of improvement of our response to coronavirus. Well, first of all, uh, I forgot what was the name of the company. Was it Blue Dot or something like that? Which they use AI algorithms to track just a lot of information flow on what is happening here and there in the world. And they send a note uh, on 31st of December last year. They send a note, uh, I think, to their clients uh, uh, asking them to avoid uh, travel to a particular province in China. Uh, because they've seen a spike of pretty abnormal activity in terms of, you know, health and, and reporting health problem. Hmm. And then 10 days later, World Health Organization declared the, the, the current status and, and issues with coronavirus, right? So actually AI has been able to detect the abnormal pattern and kind of risky geographical territory in terms of coronavirus 10 days before we realize as humans, right? Isn't it amazing? I mean, I mean yeah. just because of how smart and how quickly they, yeah. can, they can assess that yeah. data and just see yeah. those spikes? Exactly, yeah, okay. so that's that's number one. And then number two, uh, I forgot what was the comparison benchmark? I think they went back to 2003, no. Uh, it's, I think it was somewhere in 2010, 2012. So the previous, um, let's call reincarnation of virus, uh, that we experienced uh, uh, almost like 10 years ago. It took us many months to sequence genome of this virus. Because what you do, you sequence genome and then of this virus, and then you try to develop the therapy against that. Okay. You know, this time it took us up to a month to sequence genome of coronavirus. There's just enormous competitive advantage for all of us as humans in terms of you know, our ability to be super fast in respond, developing therapy and, and defense against that. Think about it, it's just like one month. Yeah, yeah. it's unbelievable. 10, 15 years ago, US government, I think it was US government, spent $3 billion in, in supporting Greg Venter's uh, human genome project to sequence human genome. Right, three billion dollars. Right now, you know, you can probably do it for you know two hundred ninety-nine or like six hundred dollars, right? And this is it's talking about humans, right? So then, so you know, AI miracle number two in terms of coronavirus you know, yeah, situation that we have now is that we've been able to sequence genome of the virus to to uh, really fast to be able to develop response. Um, and then, you know, AI miracle number three is, you know, AI has been used by a number of companies to develop, you know, therapies against virus. So the company that we invested in, they call in Silicon Medicine, um, they, what they've done, they use the AI algorithm to, you know, look at the particular targets like a proteins, you know, which, uh, which can be helpful in terms of developing the drug against coronavirus. And, and they did it in the open way. So they, they just opened up you know, collaboration in the internet and everyone, you know, people around the world, academics around the world, big pharma can contribute to that. That's amazing. The other company, what they've done, I think it's called Benevolent AI, if I'm not mistaken, they use the AI algorithm to detect, you know, what are the current uh, drugs which they you can repurpose 
which can work against coronavirus, right? Because they already approved, being, right? They produced somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, gotcha. Okay. This is and and this you know, this has happened, right? Remember the World Health Organization declared on the 9th of January. And and these two companies already you know produced certain outcomes. It was like month and a half. Yeah, isn't it amazing? And then finally in terms of, you know, uh, uh, AI, uh, and I need to use China example because they, uh, you know it, it's all started from there. You know, AI in uh, you know some of the big cities in in China is just making sure the traffic lights are supporting for the ambulances, which you know when when they go to. Um, you know, particular regions or particular parts of the city where they, they've seen the spikes of uh, coronavirus. Or, you know, China use AI through their uh, video monitoring system to detect, you know, who are the people who, you know, who are not wearing masks, uh, etc. to can immediately address that. Yeah, you can, uh, you know, right now you can go internet, you can use an, you know, uh, you know, app which used AIs to see if um, if your travel profile um, have the same flight or the same um, yeah, train uh, route where they had coronavirus kind of you know, spikes, etc. So there's just so many things that AI and development of technology, you know, helping us with today to to address this uh, coronavirus. No, I, I love hearing about the future of the technologies. I, I want to rewind a little bit, though, and I want you to put that investing cap back on because yeah. now now you're leading this fund. Yeah. What do you what are you looking for? What are you assessing? Is it is it team? Is it idea? Is it product? When mm. when you're going to invest in a company? Yeah. So that's um, it's going to be a little bit more uh, technical now in terms of like you know financial and investment yeah, investment wisdom and experience. So, but let's let's go into this uh, territory. Well, first of all. You know, I'm big fan of affordable and accessible version of longevity. If you're going to help a billion people, it yeah, needs yeah. To be well, affordable. that's that's the only. Thing. So, uh, we're not particularly looking at the super expensive thing, which would change hundred or thousand lives. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of you know digital technology and digital health today that you know everything where where uh, which has technological aspects, you know, gonna see the substantial decrease of uh, of cost of this particular treatment. So that's that's been not an easy part, but um, you know, we've um, we always look at you know how affordable and accessible is technology. Because remember, we want to change you know so many lives. So that's number one. You know, number two, we we look at. Um, the partnerships that company build because you know your investment process is like you know, you're, you're sitting here and there's you know company the top management team you know bring you a presentation and there's there's a limit of what you can learn within the hour or of meeting with them or within a week of you know while you're doing due diligence of them right but then think about this they are partners done their due diligence, right? Had the experience working with this company, with this technology, with this team for many months or even years before that. So we always look, so what are the ecosystems which this particular team, this particular startup, this particular entrepreneur built around him or her? Hmm. So 
Is it a partnership with Big Pharma? Who are their investors, right? What type of patients yeah, they work with? Um, what are the healthcare providers? Are they working with you know uh, big clinics to test their uh, technology or their treatment? So that's this this whole you know ecosystem effect. This whole partnership filter and test is is super important. And this is and think about it, this is what we do in life. Yeah, this right? is yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you know if you need to you know to build a view on a particular person, you know look at uh, you know her or his. Uh, environment mm-hmm. and and the people they the followership you know they built uh, around them so that's kind of second piece that we looking at and third piece which is coming back to our earlier point that you know the the largest healthcare company of the future gonna be Google gonna be Apple gonna be you know big tech guys yeah. so we always are trying to predict how big tech will respond to disruption that this particular startup would bring into the place. Hmm. Are they gonna be part of the value chain? Can they complement what is currently you know, under development in a big tech world? Or they will try to do their variable for like two years and then Apple Watch will release their you know, next model and then this whole space is gonna be killed because you know, Apple is superior in terms of building personalized healthcare devices. Uh, which you know we call it variables today, yep. and we think it's it's all about counting the steps. It's not anymore. Huh. So I, I want to know though. I mean, you've assessed dozens, hundreds of companies. Yeah, we do like two hundred companies a year. So, so so what are the patterns you've discovered? The companies yeah. that actually continue to make it, as opposed to just failing after a couple of years. Yeah. Um, well, first of all. Um, we don't have uh, like a magic glasses, right, to, to do this. So that's why we we really diversified. Mm-hmm. So longevity vision fund portfolio is uh, you know going to have thirty to forty different longevity related companies. Last year we invested in ten of them. Okay. Right? So we have another two or three years of investment period. So you need to be diversified. You know we don't know the winner uh, uh, today, but you know. What are the what are the patterns? Uh, well, number one, you always you know basically backing up people, right? So you you supporting the you know, group of talent and and time with them and the way they approach you know different stakeholders relationship is is super important. Okay. First of all, you know people is super important. Um, second of all. Um, we always try to find the beautiful combination, synergetic combination of academia and entrepreneurship, right? I mean, if you go, if you if you push hard only on like business skill of the team without necessarily like you know going through into research and uh, and academical you know data and science behind that, so it's just becoming another you know high tech uh, startups with with idea of making money. In the opposite, if, if this is only the group of academics without um, support of the you know people with great business judgment, it's it's going to be like super expensive you know academic exercise. And I know a lot of companies who spend like actually literally hundreds of millions of dollars of you know investors' money just to fund their you know academical aspiration uh, and goals. So you need to have, you know, a combination of, uh, of both. And then, you know, number three, it's obviously, um, you need to do your own due diligence. It's specifically in the investment world and longevity and digital health became such a hot topic that sometimes, uh, you know, we, you know, 
company approach us and say like, we're about to close the round, you have an opportunity to put one million, like very limited due diligence, you have one week, uh, it's urgent, it's hype, we're super popular, we oversubscribe, you know, come and join us. So, and, and I've developed a saying within Longevity Vision Fund and within you know, different um, uh, you know, investment funds that I'm managing that if this is urgent, this is not for us. Yeah. yeah. Because I mean, I, in my in my own life, when I'm when I'm forced to make a quick decision, yep. it's never going to be the best decision Again. I, I could have made. So, Absolutely. so so it's interesting that, that you were talking about you need to have just just call it more of that science background mixed with business. Yeah. Here you were, you were the investor, and then you combined it with the new the new love about health and technology. So you're kind of the the convergence of those two ideas yeah. there. So so it's just interesting seeing that come full circle. What about where have you learned the most from? I know, I know you've been in a lot of rooms, a lot of powerful people, a lot yeah. of intelligent people. How are you you learning more to stay ahead of everything. Uh, is it? It's not only about longevity, right? No, this is this yeah, is this is in general. Um, this is uh, which I just had a, uh, a discussion in one of the uh, huge media houses uh, this morning, and we were talking about uh, Brian Grazer's book on about the power of curiosity, yeah. right? So you know, power of curiosity is 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 a driving force behind your learning. Um, so number one. What I think is that it, it, you need to have a great role models, right? So, and, and the best thing I learned is like copy pasting, right? So I can do like, so I'm analyzing, you know, how Sean you know, does uh, his podcast. So I'm, you know, intuitively and rationally trying to copy some of the things that you do the best, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like, you don't need to go to school, you know, going like, you know, Making great post, you know, podcast courses. You don't need to try to practice this to to put this skill, you know, under your skin. And uh, this is really, really a uh, long way of you know of learning. While in comparison, I can basically copy paste from the role model. So this is pretty obvious. But what is not obvious that for the last ten to twenty years, we have uh, we democratized completely this whole role modeling thing. You don't need to work with a great professor. You need to work with, you know, Bill Gates or you know Steve Jobs, you know, for the for whole you know uh, your life to learn from it or from you know Michelle Obama. So there's so many content, you know, online, YouTube, etc. Like you know, I'm doing it within my book, you know, work on my book on you know on growing young. You know, in half of the cases, we don't even do formal interviews with people. I don't need it anymore. You know, I have plenty of videos, you know, mm -hmm. plenty of their conversation that they have in. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm able to grasp like 99% of the ideas. So remember, was it Napoleon Hill? It's a very old book, you know, how will you learn it? So this guy just made his own like board of directors and he put like, you know, Roosevelt there, uh, Lincoln, yeah, etc. So. This is what you know, every person today can can your your reference role modeling group and and to learn from these guys you don't need to know them so yeah. that's the beauty of that yeah I think it was the how to think and grow right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean it's such a great point we're we're in this time where we're digital you you can just download the video of the yeah. best known yeah. researcher or yeah. professor so yeah. I, I love hearing that you at the at the top of your field are even learning from all those around oh, you. Oh yeah, exactly. And then, you know, I'm good friend with Kit Ferrazzi, the author of Never Eat Alone. They they're like probably the best networking uh, book that, you know, I've seen. Uh, and uh, we just had a discussion with him uh, then how the the value of networking changed 
you know, from, you know, if you comparison like, you know, 20 years, oh, yeah, 20 years uh, ago, you would need to actually know the person to learn from, right? But, you know, not today. Yeah. So that's, that's the beauty of that. It's unbelievable. We were just talking about a few different books there. What about your book? What's that process like writing your first book? How's that going thus far? Yeah, it's a little bit like with the first child. Yeah. You know, you're like, you're never actually sure, like, and every time there's a small problem, you overreact to yeah. it. So that's the, that's the best metaphor for that. Um, a number of things. Uh, what, I like about, what I like about this process is, is, number one, it gives you the opportunity to put a system uh, and the structure around your thinking and your experience. Mm -hmm. So it's always like the best way to synthesize your learning, uh, your thoughts, your key messages in, in, in a pretty distilled and, and you know, pretty, you know, hard uh, way. Yeah. So that's, that's actually forces you to, you know, to, to do a synthesis, simplify it. What is the one minute version of that? What is the five minutes version? Where do you connect with audience? So do that's, you, do you recommend a listener, even if they're not writing their own book, they try to synthesize their own thoughts, their own thinking? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. But the, the way, uh, to do that, uh, it's just very difficult to do it if you're on your own. Okay. What I usually try, the best synthesis when you try to, you know, tell it to your wife or to your kids or you know, the guys whom you're working with in, you know, in the offices. Okay. So at the moment you, t you try to deliver one or, or five minutes version of that. This is actually, that force you to synthesize what exactly you want to say, what are the key things, and you know, what are the, uh, what are the things you want them to do differently from day one. So okay. that's, that's the beauty of that. So that's number one. Number two, uh, the great learning from working on the book is, is how technology change today the overall publishing process okay? like 10 years ago you know you you just work for you know one year to find a publisher to sign a contract you know to wait for you know your books <laughs> to be printed and you know and then for the good season in the, in the bookshops you know today you can like do book in in two months right so you do electronic version you 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 know, do print to order you do audio version you know yourself so actually the cost of doing the book is decreased enormously. So, and I think it was just you know great opportunity for me to realize that it's only, not only about big book, this growing young, what I'm doing. In parallel, I started to do a lot of uh, you know, testing of different ideas, different subjects like this longevity diet, uh, handbook that we're gonna release pretty soon. I'm working on this longevity principles for kids, and then I'm working for some of the amazing women here in US, you know, to do like a women version of uh, longevity, and it's it's been amazing. So we've done a lot of A and B testing, what works in longevity uh, field for different type of the audience. Um, so apparently, uh, longevity diet related book should have to cover. The cover for men should uh, have longevity diet handbook, and for women it should have like grown young diet. Book. Huh. Yeah. So that's that's the you know how we can appreciate the difference of the angle, right? Even if if you do the same contact, you need to be respectful of the you know particular view and particular needs of the different type of the audience. And then my favorite point is about longevity revolution, right? So my you know my one of my keynotes is seven signs of longevity revolution. When I'm trying to you know be excited about this, apparently. Uh, if you look at the A and B testing, it's people 55, 65 years old and above 
who loves like longevity revolution time. Really? Yeah, and the rest is like, okay. Wait, wait, don't so, so why is this? Yeah, I don't know. Look, you know, I've you know, this is my the best part of my audience, right? Because they immediately ready to change and uh, as well. So my you know, my thing I have two hypotheses on that one. Number one, they actually used to live in a pretty uh, hectic times when revolution was like a norm, was a you know uh, symbol of radical positive or negative change. Okay. So that's why they used to this word. And and second thing, with the current life expectancy, you need to to have actually revolution to be able to enjoy when you're like 60, you know, 65, 70. For majority of us, we need to have revolution to, you know, be able to enjoy the current technological development. So we don't want to wait for like 50 years until human or robotic avatar yeah. is going to be available. So that's that's my uh, view on that. Oh man, that's exciting. I mean, it is. It, we, we can hear the amount of things you have going on right now. So where do you want the listeners staying connected with you, finding out everything you're involved with? Yeah, so go to sergeyan.com, you know, sign up for newsletter. It's the first iteration of my website. You know, I apologize. I had number of, uh, it was, I think it was Dave Esprit and Peter Diamantes coming to me and saying like, well, Sergey, we sign up for your newsletters, right? Where, where is that? When are we going to receive it? So I'm guilty about that. So my, so the best, you know, thing to change yourself is to do public promise. There you go. So my, yeah. Okay. My public promise in 30 days, you know, everyone who sign up on sergeyan.com for newsletters, we're going to have, you know, the first uh, newsletter in your inbox. So that's that's the easy thing. And then for the rest, uh, you know, think about your diet, think about the health, you know, do annual checkup and, you know, change your mind, take responsibility for your own health. And uh, you're gonna see amazing transformation in, in your life and life of people that you love. Yeah, I mean, where this conversation started is about taking your own health longevity in your hands like you did. So Sergey Young, thank you for joining us on What Got You There. Thanks, Sean. Thanks. Cheers, guys. You guys made it to the end of another episode of What Got You There. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen all the way through. If you found value in this, the best way you can support the show is giving us a review, rating it, sharing it with your friends, and also sharing on social. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Looking forward to you guys listening to another episode.